Um, so is anybody else going to do anything specific? Cassandra will probably, like, do that search for, for Kari now that everyone is... Now, now that she's not, like, in the middle of a, of, of a di- lunch, dinner, whatever. Ah, debriefing. With, uh, every, yeah, yeah. Debriefing. Now that she's not in the middle of a debriefing, she's gonna, like, do that search. Okay. Do you have anything like an overcome or anything similar? Um... What task are you doing here? To do the search. Okay. So can I do the principal detection? Overcome when you can flash back to how you prepared for this exact situation. And I want to say that Cassandra most likely prepared for the situation of Kari has gotten herself in trouble in the international scene in some way, shape, or form. Um, does it have like a tracker in it or something? Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah. Dude, okay. I'm going to say that before Kari left, you gave her a private closed communication cell phone with a tracking chip in it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Epibethy can track all your phones. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, give me a roll for this. Uh, that's right. a that's a hero point for everyone. Yes. Yes, that's gonna be a hero point. Okay. So Bring it up to probably two. Uh, um, inven- inventions plus technology plus my status die. Hmm. Um. Okay, that is a. Four, so that's uh, success with a minor twist. Damn, your hmm. max die was a four. Jesus. Yeah, my next dies were three and one. Oof. Yeah. Okay, so success with a minor twist. Just to quickly pause the game, that means that you succeed, but something else also happens, right? Yeah. So okay. uh, the uh, so the minor twist on principle of the tactician is what one variable did you not uh, did your plan not account for? Okay, I immediately know what this is. So you begin uh, doing some research, and you spend a bit of time, like, tracking the signal and stuff, and you find out that, uh, yeah, the signal from Kari's cell phone is coming from the free market states. Ah, hmm. And Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> yeah, like, um, it's coming from... Honestly, the geography of the free market states is a little iffy, depending on, you know who owns what type of territory in these sorts of sections and stuff. So like, yeah, you know, who bought out who recently? Exactly. Yeah. So you don't know exactly where she is, but you have an idea that she may have, yeah, she's doing something there. Like if she's looking for her family, maybe she's got a lead there or something, but um, I'm going to say that you realize what the twist is. You made the cell phone, you know, it's trackable. It's encrypted. Uh, you made the cell phone secure. You just forgot one thing. You gave it to Kari. We like flash cut, and it's sitting like in a display counter in a pawn shop somewhere. <laughs> or she At dropped it. The image while fl- she was flying. Yeah. Um. All of these images flash into your head. Oh well. Uh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it- Cassandra will put up, like, a web alert for, like, Kari-related words uh, filtered <laughs> by free market Which state. girl? Yeah, mm. which girl, yep. magic, yep. lightning, laser. Miss Magic, just in case she kept that moniker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bunny mask, if she used that for some reason, again. Mm. Uh, you know, and just, like, put that, like, 
added that to like one of her like her big list of like stuff that's constantly like in her web crawler just you know because uh you know that's just kind of a thing that uh cassandra does is just uh use web crawlers to try and find information about uh stuff going on mm-hmm. uh and then be like okay well if something comes up i will hopefully be able to help and if not well i uh, uh i'll just have to hope for the best and then sandra uh takes that that information and puts it into the part of her brain that says worry about that later there's okay. a lot of stuff in that part of the brain there mm. is yep um yeah the trick is to deal with one thing at a time and not all of it all at once yeah uh, included in that part of the uh, uh, uh of cassandra's brain is uh is uh save the world uh, or be replaced <laughs> yeah, that, inevitable uh, apocalypse. Unless you stop it, I'm gonna say that that one is at the bottom of the stack, but it's very big. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the the so just keeps burying it with mm-hmm. more stuff yep. that goes in that part of her brain. Yeah, just just keep burying. Uh, like nothing bad can happen as a result of that. So, yeah. um, all right, so you do that, Epimethea. Is anybody else gonna do anything? Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop a line to Vinny. Mm. All right. Okay, so this is a unique situation in which you, for the first time, like, we've done cross-characters before, but that was when Harry was the Game Master. And for this situation, Harry, do you yes. want to voice Vinny for this? Uh, I would like to. I could sure. say uh, one thing that you can do is I'll basically just say that this is, like, you know, the negotiation and mm. then if you want to pass on information that I can give later, you can just send that to me through, uh, like, a DM or something. Okay. Hypothetically, yes. Okay. Yeah. But I will say that, um, why don't we go to Vinny? So, Vinny, what has, uh, what have you been up to during this day? Because I will say that there was that thing on the news earlier about the demons and stuff, but it is entirely up to you how Vinny was affected by this. All right. So, demons show up on the thing. Uh, he immediately, um, actually, so this probably, cause if Brian had gone through the portals, this would have been like really shortly after we had found one of, uh, Gilgamesh's old bases, mm. um, which is an adventure that John ran that you weren't there for. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah. So, uh, Vinny is having managed to get his payday from that little excursion, uh, is getting himself probably uh basically sort of living it up a little bit he has decided to get rid of the crappy off the rack uh suits that he used to wear in his daily life and is now getting some relatively nicer tailored suits so that he can get that fit Mm. okay so you're at the suit shop and you're looking around and you're seeing that uh you know there's a lot of nice stuff here and then your phone starts going off all right so he picks it up uh I'm assuming it says something like the the phone. He looks at it, and the caller is just bur- um, torch slash bird lady. Sure. Yeah. All right. So he uh, he answers the phone. Wellity, wellity, wellity. What can I do for you? Hey, Vinny. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad to to see that you're so happy to hear from me. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be calling in that favor you owe us a little earlier than we had anticipated. Um, well, I can't time. say I'm mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw the news. Uh, portals 
demons, a shopping mall, all of that. Oh yeah, that that uh, that shit was bugged. Um, luckily, I I heard you guys stopped that along with those uh, those other weirdos that uh, the Magi Foundation pumped out apparently. So uh, good work on that, champ. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. The Magi Foundation is actually exactly what I'm calling you about. You see, well, we have some concerns. I'm going to say non-specific concerns about the motivations and the resources behind the Magi Foundation. And um, we want eyes and ears on the ground, as it were. Uh, this isn't a formal investigation. We're not going public with this. Uh, this is one of the reasons that I'm contacting you, because, you know, I know that you understand discretion. If you happen to come by anything or anyone who knows anything about the Magi Foundation that they don't already have blasted all over their socials, we'd like to hear about it. Oh, oh, look at you, already paranoid and looking into things in shady ways. Ah, you make me so proud. Um, as, a bit this of a... Is, as this is going on, uh, Vinny, you're being fitted for a suit, right? Yes. Okay, so as this is going on, a very small man who looks like he's in about his uh, late 70s or so, uh, like balding, thick Coke bottle glasses come up to you. Uh, you're in, senor. Oh, yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can uh, start looking around, see what I... Oh, hey, easy on the tape there, my dude. Oh, uh, excuse me, senor. Uh, and yeah, he just uh, keeps measuring you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I can start putting some stuff out, and uh, I'll see what I can find. But, you know, also, whether Vinny, I find anything or not, um, we're square after this. You understand, yes? Um, Vinny, actually, yeah. there is one other thing you consider. You don't know much about the Magi Foundation, but you do know a mage. Okay, so out of character... <laughs> Vinny has been hoping that they would directly ask him for, like, if he knows magical assistance, and that was going to be a big payday, where it's like, oh yeah, I can introduce you, $100,000. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, if, if, you, if you don't want to tell us, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, and besides, at the moment, I'm not sure if Vinny actually knows where Brian is, considering mm -hmm. that he, uh, he kind of, like went off to deal with the portals and didn't really leave, like, a return of, like, this is when he'd be back sort of thing. Okay, so, all right. Well, uh, I... John, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever happens well, in uh, One thing it... is, is that we don't actually know that... Uh, I don't. I think the, the him going into the portals was kind of a... Um, was more... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, was more a, a, a bit of a joke on our side. I don't think that's an actual thing that you know we know, like happened right but he is in but um at least from vincent's perspective he's in been incommunicado mm -hmm. well he he didn't show up the one time one time when quintess was looking for him but that's right. like okay but I... yeah um vincent is going to attempt to um milk this um middle management thing because obviously the minute he introduces them to brian like that's it that's the game he can no longer make any money off of that yeah, that's um, true. Th that's the moment where you, when you stop shearing the sheep and when you have to skin it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know what? No matter what you find, what you don't find, we're square. But this doesn't just... This isn't just about the Magi Foundation. This extends to their heroes, contracted or w w whatever they are. 
Um, and also, if you have any contacts that know anything about interdimensional travel, I know that's a bit of a stretch, but, um, you know, uh, let us know. Yeah. Uh, um, there I'll is see a... what I can, I'll, I'll see what I can do, you know? You never so... know. Maybe I got something up my sleeve. As you say this, Vinny, you can already hear a sound in your head, like when you pull the lever on a slot machine and the reels start going. Yes. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. Ching, 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 ching. There's <laughs> the All diamond, right. now this. Oh, baby, things are looking, things are coming up, Vinny. All right. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it. I'll, yeah, uh, no problem. And once I'll... again, I'm just the call away. Uh-huh. I'll uh, talk to you later. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, whatever's less expensive than silk, but still more expensive than cotton. <laughs> so, as this is going on, I will say that uh, Epimethea, you get a a call on your phone from Net. Uh, they uh, patch you in quickly. Epimethea, I've been doing some research, and I'm something unusual it may or may not be demonic but uh take a look at this and they patch you through to a security camera outside uh like it's the park but going down the street is a nearby supermarket and you see a figure um like it seems that it's more like a photograph as opposed to anything else but it's a figure levitating in the air with a grocery bag under one arm. His other arm is outstretched, and he seems to be, um, like, the demon... There is a demon nearby who is floating in midair, thrashing helplessly. It, oh. Well. Enhance. Um, now... Yeah. I, I'll actually say that, that uh, Cassandra's probably actually in the base, because that's where... Okay. All right, I was going to so, say, it'd be really funny if, like, Nat calls, um, like, Cassandra on the phone. It's like, Nat, I've discovered some important information. And then, like, Cass, from, like, the bench side over is just like, oh, yeah, what's up? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nat, uh, okay, Nat continues. Now, the camera itself is in black and white, but it was after comparing the color saturations that I was able to approximate what the colors in real life would be. And, well... This is where it becomes unusual. And, he, like, the screen shifts, and it's as if it were, like, a black... Uh, it goes from black and white to full color. It's still a bit grainy, not the best quality, but you immediately see what Nat is talking about, because the guy who's lifting up the demon in the air is blue. Hmm. And uh, this definitely isn't one of the Magi Foundation people. No. Uh, Given the descriptions you gave me of the individuals belonging to the guild, uh, yes, this seems to be uh, an individual from a third party, perhaps. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's do the usual. Uh, see if we can trace this guy on uh, on various security cameras throughout the city. See if we can figure out where mm. he's from. One moment. And so Nat begins going through, and so... I have security footage from inside the supermarket, the exact time at which he paid, and yes, this is his credit card information, and I have a name. Uh, and a, yes, a personal account with the store itself. Uh, his name is Brian Letterman, and All right. I have his address here in the city. All right, well... Um, hmm. 
I suppose. Uh, let's see. Um, so, curiosity. Like, obviously, we've established that people doing superheroics outside of call, like outside of wearing a mask or something like that, is pretty rare. But I have to imagine that, like, the meta-human concentration in the city is at least high enough that, like, people with, like, at, like, you know, with powers in general are relatively, like, maybe not common, but still, like, rare. Uh, yeah, what, uh, what's your point? I'm just trying to think, like, because we're going along with this thing of seeing a guy floating and holding, uh, like, one of these in midair. The blue skin maybe is a little thing, but, like, basically, how would this be able to be discerned from any other, like, regular civilian that happens to have metahuman abilities using them on a demon, basically? Well, like there's the oh, uh, well, there's the oh, fact well, that this guy is dressed like a wizard. Ah, okay, that that counts. I didn't realize. I always figured Brian just wore like like uh, uh like a button up with like a sweater over it. No, like, nice he is he is always dressed exactly like Doctor Strange in every appearance ever made. <laughs> all right, I'll have to change all of my mental pictures of like every scene we've been in then. <laughs> Yes, he dresses like that for his pictures that he's in with his family at his home. When he's cooking, he wears an apron over his wizard's attire. Yes! <laughs> his cape keeps getting into the saucepan. <laughs> That's why I enchanted my cape, to make it sauce-proof! It's uh... like that stuff you see on the infomercials! The liquid just rolls off in beads! Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, yeah. so yeah, okay, so disregard that comment then. Yeah, that uh, that totally tracks. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I had an explanation for why uh, Cassandra would, like, look into this person anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, that's a wizard. That's a fucking wizard. <laughs> that's a wizard! <laughs> okay, um, yes. Yeah. Your alarm bells were already at interested, but now uh, this character has your full attention. Yeah, uh, you know what, um, Cassandra will, like, the thing is, she's like, okay, who do I take with me to talk to a wizard? Like, telekinetic is at, is busy with another case. Um, uh, Mr. Medium is gonna want to suplex that wizard. Cassila, still too new, and also probably not the best diplomatic choice, so she calls Jean. Alright, so yeah, um, okay. uh, calls the phone, Jean goes up, yellow. Gene, I need you to come with me to talk to a wizard. I'll be there in ten minutes. <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, almost ten minutes on the dot, he has showed up in costume. It's like, all right, where's this wizard? Okay. So I, I assume the picture is just up on the big screen, and Cassandra will point. Yep. That is definitely a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have his address. And it Wait, is he, he like lives in the city. Yeah. And... Uh, apparently, he has a shopmark card. And. At this, Nat uh, on Google Maps shows you guys he lives in the suburbs. Huh. This is a really benign wizard, it seems like. I mean, I guess wizards gotta eat, too. Actually, uh -huh. could they conjure food? Nah, oh, never mind. We can ask him when we get there. Uh-huh. Uh, are you going in, uh, Statue or Delphi? Delphi, um... I, I have to say, with all the magic types uh, around, uh, Ebamiti is coming out only for combat. <laughs> Please do not look too, too closely at any of my stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, see, that's all arcane magic, and you're divine because you're a god. Yeah. Different magic. Uh, yeah, th yeah, that works real great until someone 
like is like, but why is the statue actually a robot? Because I divined <laughs> that with my magic. Wait a minute, and, there's a mind inside the statue that I can read! Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah, because you're really good at faking being a magic statue around people who don't understand magic. Look, Cassandra had very little idea of what magic was... of how real magic was when she made this statue. <laughs> I really like the idea, like, Epimethea meets Kari for the first time. It's like, oh, fuck, magic's real? Ah, oh, shit! Yeah, no, that that was probably a thought. That's also probably why she kept Kari around, to be like, yes, uh, this is below my uh, the magic I, I am familiar with. You, magic child person. Uh, fucking mob psycho over here. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> you see, this is a, this, uh, my, I'm too powerful for this encounter, actually. You need to fight it. It would, yeah. be, it would be unfair otherwise. I mean, like, I mean, let's be honest. Uh... Epimethea spent a lot of combat, like, standing in front of, standing between Kari and a whole bunch of bullets, so... Yeah. I feel like I... Now that's like... magic. Magic <laughs> friendship. You're, yeah. Yeah, you're Reagan who is actually combat capable. Yeah. Yeah, like... The... Reagan's combat capable! You know, he had but... his self-defense rush. <laughs> <laughs> he had the self-defense... Yes, he actually took out an extremely powerful, uh, Psy user. Mm. We cannot mark that against him! Yeah. He knows where he, where he yells self-defense. Yep. Just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to use martial arts. He can perform hypnosis punch. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Um, huh. Well, I mean, hopefully he's copacetic. Yes. Well, you see, Gene, that's why you're here. <laughs> and just had to, like, pat him on the shoulder. Ah, Gene's like, got it. All right. Well, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But, ah, uh, yeah. I mean... Punching a wizard hasn't really been a, isn't really a thing that was on my bucket list, but it could show up. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's get going. Mm -hmm. All right. A short time later, you are in the suburbs. Um, it is quiet, peaceful. Um, you see that there is a guy walking his dog down the street, uh, you know, for last nighttime walks before bed. And uh, yeah, it looks peaceful and idyllic. Uh, flies and moths buzzing around underneath street lamps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, out of curiosity, what time is it at this point? Like, is it around, like, 6, 7? Uh, no, it is, uh, it is, like, 9 o'clock. And I kind of feel bad about this. Like, if it was a wizard's tower, yeah, you could just go up and, like, you know, barge in and do whatever, but I don't know, it feels weird going into the suburbs and knocking on someone's door this late at night. Well, fate of the city. <sighs> All right, I guess. Uh, twist my arm, why don't you? So yeah, uh, I'm just going to go up to the, the front door of the, the house with the address, and I'm just going to knock. Okay, so you knock, knock, knock. Uh, yeah, a couple seconds go by, you hear footsteps, and, uh, yeah, a middle-aged woman, uh, in about her, like, mid to late 40s opens the door. Uh, she has a house coat on and her pajamas underneath. Uh, hi. Can I help you? Uh, hi, miss. I'm Satian from Torch. This is an associate of mine, Delphi. Oh. We were wondering if we could speak to a Mr. Letterman? My husband. Oh, Br oh, Brian. Okay, uh, just, uh, just a moment. And, yeah, she, uh, leaves the door open, goes down the hall, knocks on a door. Uh, Brian, sweetie? And, uh, yeah, she opens the door and, um, yeah, you can hear a bit of a conversation. Uh, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, then uh, she's, he'll be right with you. And she gives you guys a smile and heads into the living room. And striding up the steps is the guy you saw in the security cameras. Um, wearing the exact same wizard's, uh, robe, like this cape over, uh, top, you know, arcane vestments. Uh, he's got a goatee, um, hair, uh, dark hair that has gone silver at the temples, and his skin is, uh, violet Beauregard blue. Uh, hi, so, Mr. Letterman? Uh, Chris, I have a quick question. Now that we, we have, uh, established what Brian the Beyonder looks like, um, in the family pictures and all the like pictures of him with his family, is yeah. it a different wizard's outfit or is it the same wizard's outfit? It is the Does same wizard's, wizard's outfit? outfit every single time. Look, you know okay. prestidigitation. That can clean a five-foot cube of clothing. Like, just, either, there you go. Either he has multiple sets of the same suit or he has one enchanted suit that will never decay or go bad. Or, hear me out, Sorcerer's Apprentice-style washing machine that washes it for him. Everyone knows all wizards don't go to the bathroom anyway, they just magic it away. So. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, did not want to consider that possibility, Joey, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. let's, let's not I I invoke the, the... Invoke the Dark One? Alright, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yeah. The Turf will not be named. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, right. um, back to the game. So, yeah. greetings! I am Brian the Beyonder, and who might you be to investigate my domicile so late in the evening? I I kind of, like, look at him, and I kind of, like, look at his wife to see if this is, like, a normal thing. Um, you look kind of peer into the living room. His wife is uh, sitting on the sofa watching TV. Um, she is paying no attention to this conversation. Uh, hi, Mr. Letterman. I'm, uh, Sation from Torch. This is an associate of mine, Delphi. Uh, we have it under good authority that you encountered some sort of extra-dimensional being, uh, in the parking lot of a shop mark this evening? Indeed! And it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, good sir. As for what transpired earlier... I was at the grocery store, taking advantage of the fact that there was a sale on vegetables today! But, as I was leaving, I was accosted by a number of extra-dimensional creatures! And so, I fought to defend myself, and then returned here immediately that I may do research, but something horrible has happened in my absence! You see? I have a magical device that allows me to sense arcane energies across the city, but I accidentally left the door to my study open and popped up my dog, ran inside my sanctum and knocked it over, and now it is broken! I have been spending all day trying to fix it! Wait, you do magical research? Yes! Whoa. I have, you see, a wizard, an arcane practitioner, and the guardian of the dimensions! I look at Delphi and I'm like, I cannot believe our luck! Hey, well, listen, we kind of had to deal with those same demons, not near the park where you were, but over by the Pacific City shopping mall. Look, we're going to be I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. We don't really know a lot about like magic dimensional stuff or any of these sort of things. And we're, we were kind of hoping that you might be able to shed some light on this for us. Hmm. You require a specialist in my field to assist you in these matters. Yes, 
And would I be correct in assuming, based on your garb, that you are, as they term it, costumed vigilantes? Uh, yes, we're part of the Team Torch. You might have heard of us. Excellent! Right this way! And, yeah, he immediately proceeds further down the hallway and opens up the door, and so, come inside, by all means! All right, we wipe our feet off on the floor, and we'll come on inside. Surprised by how earnest he seems in enlisting your help, uh, you follow him, and you go down the stairs, which are wooden stairs into what should be like a normal basement, but... The entire place has been meticulously um, uh, fashioned into a what can only be described as a wizard's study. There are bookshelves on the walls, this sort of thick carpet inscribed with arcane runes, and like a bare section of the floor that is uh, like a rune summoning circle. Uh, he has a desk with a number of contraptions, like this uh, glowing crystal ball that's filled with roiling red smoke, um, sort of like this mobile that looks like, um, you know, a miniaturized version of those sorts of um, science fair models of the galaxy, or not the galaxy, the solar system, but it's got mm -hmm. way more orbs than necessary, and like, um, you see that on his desk is this shattered-looking device covered like with all sorts of contraptions and pieces and bits and bobs and doodads basically and he's got like a toolbox next to it as well as um, a number of implements that seem to be arcane in nature and in addition to all of this you look off in the corner and you see a washer and a dryer <laughs> uh, yeah say she just gonna be looking around it's like wow this is quite a uh what did you call it again sanctum Sanctum, indeed! Every proper wizard possesses one! Uh, uh, sorry, quick question. Uh, you wouldn't happen to be related to the Edel Spout family, would you? Uh, he just... I cannot say for certain, for you see, I did have more relatives once upon a time, for you see, I am not of this dimension! I have journeyed here across a vast and insurmountable dimensional distance after my homeworld was destroyed! And everybody I ever knew or ever loved perished in my original world. The only relatives I have here are my... And he, like, pauses for a moment as if darkly considering it. My in-laws. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry to hear about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that is of the past, and I have come to terms with it. But uh, the individual you speak of, Edel Spout, I know not. All right. Just thought I'd ask. The, it's the only other magic user I'm familiar with. I see. I must admit, despite my proclivities towards magic, I am very unacquainted with other spellcasters in this realm. There are many who like to keep themselves secret, and despite my best attempts, I've been unable to contact them. Oh, all right. Well, um, uh, if the chance comes up, maybe I'll introduce the two of you. Um, I would like but... that very much indeed! Um, right, but, uh, so your device is broken. Yes! And so, he leads you over to where you can see it, Delphi, and, like, yeah, this thing is, like, some sort of, um, multi-layered orb, like, with glass crystal inlays, you think? Like, all kinds of runes, patterns, like, ins inscriptions, uh, basically, it is this, uh, complex little doohickey from the looks of things. Like, are you- this is something that I brought with me when I- left my original dimension, fleeing from it as a refugee, 
But, alas, I do not have the knowledge nor the tools in this realm to be able to repair it properly. Do you, uh... <clears throat> if you were to get something that was physically similar, could you enchant it uh, to do the thing that you need it to do? That is a possibility. But, um, like, take like bunch of sensors, stick it together, and then just add a magic functionality? Well, I... Uh, so... Uh, so, uh, Cassandra, or, or, I mean, Delphi's will say, if you've got, uh, like a blueprint or, like, something that, uh, explains where to put all of the different symbols, I might have a friend who could help make it? Um, as you say this, um, I will say, um, Epimethea, that you're looking at this thing, and, like, honestly, it's like looking at a very complex piece of machinery. Like, you don't understand magics? But you understand machines, and something is telling you, like, just some deep logical part of yourself is telling you that you could maybe study this and get some ideas. Wait a minute, this is just a gyroscope with runes carved into it! Yeah, well, like, uh... Wait a second, so... it's, a pr it's just a protractor set! Cassandra's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, actual idea here is that if Brian has some sort of blueprint or something that, like, explains how to put the device together mm. then she can work with nat and have nat basically 3d print a new device yeah um at this um so he's regarding you carefully so if you promise that if i give you this blueprint that if you were to make another for any reason that you would use it for good and not for evil uh yes i i don't i'm actually not super clear on what this does so, this is a yes. sensor. Whenever something of significant power appears within Pacific City, within a certain radius, it alerts me to its presence. That and dimensional breaches as well. And also, if there is anyone possessing magical power or abilities, it gives me the ability to track their approximate location as well. Huh. <laughs> like a Cassandra, magical... <laughs> thinking, huh. I could track magic with this, you say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like as Andrew says, uh, yes, I sure I will. I promise to use it for good. And I, I if I can fix it, uh, that is. Okay. And also, so quick, quick the... out of character question. Isn't this also the device that melted down when the, uh, when a certain other dimensional breach was happening? Um, it was like, it wasn't so much melting down as, like, basically overheating, kind of. Like, mm -hmm. it was uh, burning out, but it wasn't breaking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just wanted to, like, for continuity's sake, understand if this is the same device that went crazy when uh, the other dimensional uh, uh, breach was happening. Yep, this is the one. Ah, uh, okay. And so, when you say you promise, uh, he lifts one hand, uh, two fingers pointing upwards towards the ceiling, and his eyes begin glowing golden. And with this, the wizard's contract is sealed. A promise has been made, and a promise shall be kept, so long as we both shall live. And then the glowing fades. Well then, in that case, do either of you need anything before you go? Perhaps a drink of water or a small snack to tide you over before the ride home? Uh, I'm fine. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, good, but thank you for offering. Of course, you are guests in my home. Now then, uh, he begins, well, he goes into his desk drawer and he pulls out like this ancient scroll. 
I believe that all the information on this thing's construction is listed here. Um, I have transcribed the original language into English uh, for my own benefit, but I am, alas, not an engineer or an artificer. Yeah. So I think uh, that the engineering part we can certainly handle. Delphi here's a whiz with technology. Yes. Uh, so, uh, how how big is this scroll? Like, um, about like, uh, you know, rolled up into a tube, maybe about a foot in length. Okay. Like, it, yeah. it's not it's not unscrolled right now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Delphi Delphi will take that. Hey, just curiosity if you're able if once we manage to get this up and running could you possibly give us a bit more information about that demon you encountered or maybe anything else about interdimensional weird doohickeys about that i have been trying to look through my records for any kind of demon that may have been similar to the ones from earlier but these are entirely new i'm afraid despite my expertise in a number of different dimensional creatures these are Something I have never encountered in my life. Do you know anything about demonic possession? Yes. Demonic possession is when a foreign spirit belonging to a demon forcibly attempts to take over its host. And over time, the two become a single entity. And the original, the personality and consciousness of the original is supplanted and brought down into a deep, deep slumber while the possessor pilots the individual. How long does that take, give or take? Initially, the connection is weak, but over the course of an hour, it strengthens, and after the course of maybe half a day or so, then its full strength is achieved, and whoever is being possessed, if they have not already fought back, it is doubtful that they may ever, on their own, maintain control once more. It would require a, an exorcist of great strength to break the connection and expel the creature from their uh, physical form. Are you a exorcist of great strength? Uh, I am unfamiliar. <laughs> collar pulling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, I am unfamiliar, but I can try. Do you know anything that could prevent the possession from happening? Uh, defense. That would be something else. Uh, the construction of a charm may be possible that could ward a person off from um, possession attempts, but it would only work once. Uh, All right. Uh, well, thank well, you, if Mr. You... Butterman. You've been a yeah, great help. <laughs> it is no trouble at all. My duty is to protect this realm from all sorts of dimensional creatures and threats and dangers from the beyond the veil of time and space. This is what I do. Well, uh, if we ever need to get in contact with you again, is there a, a more convenient way rather than, you know, coming all the way out to your house and bothering you like this? Why, yes, this is my cell phone number. All right, and Sation will take down his cell phone number. I have many minutes. I'm on a family plan. A fucking cell phone plan in like the 2030s still uses minutes. What what goddamn cell phone seller like pulled the wool over Brian's eyes that hard? Um, somebody who saw an opportunity and took it. <laughs> so, someone who had the had had the balls to like talk to a blue man who was floating about a cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> that man that man could sell. 
as uh-huh. someone that has sold cell phones in the past, that that's not even the weirdest thing that I've had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when when he says he has a cell phone, uh, Delphi slowly slips the phone that she's about to give him it back into her pocket. Oh, thank God! <laughs> this thing's cost so much to make. Yeah. Or like they don't cost too much, but it's it's still like you know one less phone that that has to be out in the world. Yeah. It does. It takes time to make. And yeah, like uh, Epimethea, the more um, cards she can keep close to her chest, the better. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. All right. So with that, um, Brian uh, sees you out. And All right. So, money. Chris, uh, can I just say one thing as we're being seen out by Brian? Yes. So um, Seisha, so Cassandra and Seishin, uh as you guys are coming out, you see that, like, when you came out, there wasn't a car parked across the street. But now there is. It's a really shitty car. And there's a guy in a suit that's walking towards the house with, like, a cup of coffee in his hand. And then he sees the three of you standing in the front door and just stops dead in his tracks. And Brian, you recognize, hey, it's Vincent. Oh, Benny, my good friend. I have been making so many new acquaintances recently. You, I must introduce you. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And the cup of coffee that's in the guy's hand, he just starts like crushing it without even really caring where the coffee goes. And you have never seen a man in such furious, impotent rage as you have before. <laughs> so, Vinny, this... You can positively hear his teeth grinding. Uh, Brian is completely oblivious. Vinny, so this is Sation and this is Delphi. They are costumed vigilantes. Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen them on TV. <laughs> so, and yes, um... Vinny here is a longtime acquaintance and friend of mine. We have worked together on numerous occasions. He has only ripped me off maybe once or twice. Constant businessman. Anyway, uh, I was gonna ask you some questions, but uh, now I think I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm sorry to bother you. And with that, the man turns on a heel, goes back into his car, drives away, and you can see him physically shouting inside the confines of his vehicle as he drives off. <laughs> hmm. He really is a curious fellow, but uh, he's a good person at heart. Uh, alright. Sure. Oh. Uh, uh, well, uh, thank you again, uh, Brian, and uh, yeah. we'll be in touch about this whole demon issue, I believe. And so your, um, your thing of Bob. Yes, I am making efforts to try and ensure to, well, um, if they are, if these things are going to someday return, I must ensure that the city is as well protected as possible. I can only do so much on my own, for I take care of small problems, but this may be outside my area of expertise. If you believe that I may be able to assist you in any manner, you have my full cooperation, for it is our duty to keep people safe. Uh, well, yes, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you in the loop. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, so... uh, you have yourself a nice evening, sir. <laughs> and you as well, my new comrades. Good night! Yeah, as okay. you two are walking off, like, this conversation took place on Brian's lawn. You look around and you realize, like, nobody has, like, opened their drapes or, like, shouted at Brian to shut up or anything. You're guessing that people around here are used to this. Man, hell of a person to have in the neighborhood, huh? I mean, 
there's probably some sort of magic going on or something or there I don't know I mean if it was then like the outfit at least you'd think you'd like you know get some slacks or something yeah I don't know anyway um you good to get back to the base on your own or do you want to lift and with that Kiai like materializes behind Gene with like a, a hand waiting to pick you up uh, maybe get me out of the suburbs. I can take the tunnels from there. Unfortunately, uh, there's a, there's not a lot of ways to make a tunnel through, uh, a bunch of suburban basements. Alright, fair enough. Uh, yeah, just keep that thing close to your chest and, uh, stay loose. And with that, you, uh, you will experience the Kiai Express. <laughs> cool. And from here, let's go to one of the people we haven't talked to in a little bit of time. Um, Mr. Medium. So, what have you been up to this evening while uh, Delphi and um, Sation have been up to that? Uh, Mr. Meany would go to the park. Okay. Um, to investigate, like, what went on there and stuff? Yeah. So, he's going in, in incognito with Brandon, but he's okay. going to go check out the scene. We'll see what it looks like. All right. So, um, yeah. Do you have any sort of skill related to, like, poking around for clues or investigating things? Yes, I do. Oh. Um, Brandon has magical lore. Okay. Uh, and, and this and, is something uh, only Brandon has, not Mr. Medium. This is something Medium, only right? Brandon has. Mr. Medium does not have magical lore. Okay. Uh, and presence and, and uh, or awareness. Sense. Uh, that is a six. Six. So success with a minor twist. Okay, um, all right, I will say that, uh, you begin looking around, and you see that, like, um, in the park, the lawns are scorched, like, um, there's a fountain nearby that's been blown apart, and there's, like, a cleanup crew from the city, like, you know, construction crew that's sort of, like, uh, picking up the pieces, have sort of cordoned the area off. Um, a couple of police officers are kind of, like, going around on foot, like, noting, um, a scorched, like, the side of a scorched tree, for example, and you look around yourself, and you notice, um, there are a lot of footprints in the grass, like, where people have trampled and stuff, and you actually see, um, a set of clawed footprints that seem to be running away from everything. So, you follow them, and you just walk alongside them and stuff, careful not to step on them. And you realize that as these clawed feet are walk are like walking through the grass with heavy tread, as if something very heavy was running very fast, you realize that the shape of these claws are changing. Uh, it's like sort of three toes at the front, one big one at the back, but then they're sort of shifting in size and shape. And over the course of maybe about a... 50, 70 foot sprint, by the end of it, they have turned into their, like, human footprints. Interesting. All right, well, uh, Brandon's going to take a, a video of all the, the like, of the transition. So starting Smart. at fully demon, mm -hmm. and then walk, 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 all the way to not a demon. Mm -hmm. uh, and and he, I guess he'll, he'll follow the human footprints as far as they go, I which... I assume they, like, lead out onto the street, and then there they are do. no footprints, right? And yeah. that is the minor twist, is that mm -hmm. they come to a stop when whoever, or whatever this thing was, reaches the sidewalk. And you look up, cars are going past, people are walking by you on the street, 
The lights are on in apartment buildings, and the full expanse of Pacific City is in front of you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look around. Were there any, uh, like, security cameras pointed in this direction? Um, one? Yeah, were there any? Um, like, not this specific direction, but looking around, you do find s some security cameras, maybe one of them watching the, uh, like, the, like, kind of the area where some of the fight took place, and you do remember that... I, I meant more more around where the footprints stop. No. Uh, no, okay. there's nothing really like that here. Okay. Well, but... I will make a note of the address. Mm. Okay. Uh, like, like where, like, what street crossing it's closest mm. to. Um, and, yeah, and I will text that to Epimethea and, and say, uh, maybe look for someone without shoes. Suspect is shoeless! I repeat, shoeless! <laughs> So it's as you're texting. Wait, wait, were the were they? They might have been naked, actually. So you know what? I'm uh, Mr. Minim is gonna go to, or uh, Brandon is gonna go to like the closest business, mm. like that would have a, a window that would like look out mm. onto this area and like go in, whatever it is. Okay, uh, you find a coffee shop. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. actually, I will say that at this time of night, being uh like nine o'clock and being a coffee shop, it is closed. Okay, well, uh, he'll make a note to come back in the morning. Mm -hmm. But it's as you are making a note of all this that your phone buzzes and you get a text. Uh, okay, uh, I'll check it. It is from your sister, Julia. Oh, uh, what, is it, what does it say? It says, hey, um, I have had the craziest day today. Are you okay? Uh, respond with just like a thumbs up. And yeah, what's up? and then and what's up? What what's up? Oh, cool, cool. Um, uh, it's just, um, you heard about the weird thing going on uh near the park in the shopping mall, right? Uh, yeah, was at home all day. Good, good. Um, thought you might be involved uh in uh, the uh, the wrong place at the wrong time. Glad you're safe. Same. Are you good? Yeah. Uh, I was. Uh, I came to the park. Uh, after. Uh, the new superheroes stop things. Uh, I went from. I told you about the conference that I was at. Uh, my news team. Uh, they followed them there to get details. Um, yeah, it's crazy how that happened, huh? Yeah, it was very weird. So yeah, we were at the park. Um, I went there after because they uh they wanted to get information from people who were there and saw everything see anything weird laughing um do you think it's weird that the guild was introduced on the same day like minutes before this happened yeah super sus mm. are you gonna do a big expose on this oh like, no uh, thinking about it the magic for that pulitzer still oh uh, wait what would be the do we have a pull is the pulitzer thing still um i will say introduced? that you bring up Bring up the name of, like, a major award in journalism. Uh, are you still going for the journey? <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but spell uh, I-E, not, like the, not like the song. The, part, the, the Pulitzer was established in 1917, so assuming the Directorate didn't, like, destroy it, the institution's probably still around. Uh, okay. It depends on how the Directorate viewed journalism, I guess. Well, they weren't around during the 1917, were they? No, that but was, I mean... That, was pre, uh, that would be pre-Directorate. Oh, yeah, sure, why not? They brought it back. Okay, uh, and so, haha, lol. Um, but, I mean, this might be something. I don't have any proof, but it, ju it just seems weird. Uh, 
I uh, don't don't po don't poke around and get yourself in trouble again. Don't worry, I know. Okay. All right. If you need help, just text me. KK, stay safe, okay? You too. Okay. Uh, heart emoji. Yep. Same. All right. And now, um, Casilla, what about you? How have you been tonight? Uh, I assume that Casilla, uh, um, it took a while because um, it took two buses mm. to get home, mm -hmm. and um, uh, Seishin only really showed her the first bus. Mm. I showed you how to read the routes. Yeah, but like, like, like you showed me how to get on the bus, right? And then I assumed that. Okay, so every time the bus comes, that's the bus that I need. And then the second bus was in one of those, like, you know, um, hubs where, like, three buses go through. Mm. And, like, I was like, ah, yes, this is the bus, because this is the bus that showed up, and this is where I need to go. And she got on, and then it's like, wait a minute, this is not where I was supposed to go. So what you're saying is you took three buses. I'm saying that Casilla probably got home, Three hours later. Okay. Um. um and, hmm. Yeah. Okay. She's, so. She's... Go ahead. All right. So, it's at. I will say that it's about enough. Like, about half an hour before you. Like, you are lost. Like, you don't recognize any of your surroundings. None of the buildings look familiar. Um. Like, it is late. Like, uh, you don't know how late it is exactly, but you are trying to figure out if only. You had something that, you know, could put point you in the direction of, um, just double check. Uh, the person you're living with, his name is George? Uh. Well, it's a family, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a family. I, I, I keep switching the name out. So if Isn't you want to, like, name, like, name him for, for good, that's cool. We have established at one point that his name is George. That's what I have good. in my notes. All right. His name so is yeah, George. You're trying to figure this out. And then, um... At, yeah, another bus comes up, and then uh, the destination, for a moment it says Lancaster Street, but then it just stops, and a new thing scrolls across it. George's house. Very good. I would like to get off here. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just, like, uh, get up. Um, actually, uh, no. What I'm saying is, you are on the street, and this is the bus that pulls up next to you saying where it's going. Oh! Sorry, yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, Cecile will, like, look at that and be like, this doesn't seem sus, and like get out on the bus immediately. Yeah, it makes sense, uh, yes, right? The personalized bus. I understand. Yeah, the bus. If you wait long enough, then you'll eventually get a bus that goes exactly where you want to go. Obviously. Well, I wanted to go home, and sensation yeah. told me that I could take a bus to go home. Yeah, I'll take so, this bus. Thank you. Yeah, so you hop on the bus, and the driver, um, like you know, you uh tap the pass that you got, and the driver, um, like okay, now it's. And he kind of like glances at the route, and so he just frowns for a bit, then just gives a shrug and starts driving. But uh, about 20, 25 minutes go by, and um, yeah, and it simply says, or you know, next stop, and it simply says, get off here. Uh, I will not question. Uh, is this George's house? You, uh, you step out, and yeah, it's a bus stop. You recognize these buildings. You're maybe about a block away from George's house. Uh, I will very happily stop bounding towards the house then. Hey, actually, you know, you know what? At this point, I've been eating. A, I ate three plates of nachos. <laughs> I'm gonna slowly lumber yeah. my way. You got back. them meat sweats. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. uh, you got that. Uh, 
that exhaustion that only cheese can cause. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, as you're uh, heading along, just very grateful to have a place where you can put your head down for the night. Um, yeah, um, televisions are playing in the nearby um, window, and it says, basically, it's actually a newscaster. Okay, so for all you folks on the western coast, we got some uh, clouds coming in. We're looking at, yeah, a storm's a-brewing, so all of you who, uh, you know, don't have an umbrella or rain jacket better be careful and then suddenly it like glitches back and so storms are brewing then suddenly glitches forward be careful <laughs> storms are brewing <laughs> be careful about five times before it goes back to the normal broadcast all right and as this happens a newspaper blows by your feet caught in a sudden wind as you like clutch your jacket maybe a little closer around your shoulders the newspaper wheels about and there is a sign nearby uh, hanging in a doorway that says, Help Wanted. But the newspaper splats against the lower half of the sign, and the only word remaining is Help. Some Final Destination shit. I don't like this. Um, and then... Will... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Thank you. And then you stare at it. Then a few seconds later, the newspaper goes off the sign and off into the distance. Uh, Kasila will, will, will turn and look and say, Come back, paper. I can help you. When you read the omens, but you're not particularly good at understanding what they mean. Yeah, um, high perception, low wisdom. <laughs> uh, and she'll like, sort of like, like look at her food baby and mm. be like, I am, uh, a great foe has incapacitated me. Mm -hmm. A mighty combat was taken today, and All a right. victorious. If anybody um, wants to guess what what event Casilo is talking about, mm -hmm. uh, it's not the fight at the mall. Uh, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty obvious. And, and with yes. and with that, Casilo, you begin uh, hurrying the last block or so to George's house. Okay. And then, why don't we go to our last person? Telekinetic. So you said you wanted to investigate uh, the disappearance of Joseph Thresher, right? Part of the investigation, yes. Okay. So where do you think you'd try to start looking? Well, okay. Uh, we know that he disappeared in Cape Town, or at least he his last known location was in Cape Town, right? And he right. was supposed to come to Pacific City. And we know yeah. the date he was supposed to arrive, and I think where he was supposed to stay. Is that right? Um, basically, yeah. He was originally going to come over here, but uh, he went missing about a week ago. Okay. So if I know the day he was supposed to arrive, mm. I'm the first thing that I would try and check is flight records. I don't know if Torch has access to that kind of information or if we have like a channel um, that I could, could use. You could double check with that. Okay, yeah, I think I will do exactly that. I, I'm just going to go back to the base and, like, see what resources we have. Okay, so you go back to Nat, and, uh, yeah, they are, you know, uh, basically they are actually looking over a scroll, actually. And, uh, yeah, just looking over it with rapid haste, double-checking stuff, then they look up and see you. Oh, uh, Pelikinetic, this is unexpected. Hey, Nat, um, sorry if you're busy. Uh, I have a question about our... Uh, capabilities here, just yeah. as a, a team. Um, yeah. 
I'm doing a, a bit of uh, investigation. I'm, I'm looking into a missing person. I'm trying to access flight records from Cape Town to Pacific City International. Uh, is that mm. something that we can do here? Um, so, John, uh, what are the full capabilities of like uh, computers and hacking and stuff like that uh, in the base? So, um, so the thing is, uh, like, Cassandra has the base plugged into most of the security in Pacific City, but outside of that, uh, she hasn't really, like, set anything up. Like, maybe, like, the problem, the thing is, one, flight records are highly secured. Um, mm -hmm. Like, so Nat could probably bring up a list of flights from, like, publicly available flights. Right. Um, okay, like, this is actually... Is, like, the computer is very powerful, but it isn't necessarily, like hacked into everything uh, beyond, like, the all the security cameras in Pacific City. Okay, that's actually perfect. So, I'm Nat, I'm assuming, is just going to tell me that, and I'll be like, okay, I think I have an idea. Um, there can't be that many flights that come in from Cape Town, South Africa, right? Uh, can you look at the flight times, arrival times for these flights, and then cross-check that with security footage from inside the airport at the terminal at which these flights arrived. I want you to look for this person. And um, Evelyn is just going to pull up a, a picture of Dr. Thresh on her phone from his, like, university webpage. I want to know if he arrived in Pacific City. Did he ever get here, or did he never leave Cape Town? Interesting. That is something that I will have to take a look at. I cannot certain this may take me some time to accomplish and at the moment they gesture to what they're working on at the table this is a device that epimethia has asked me to replicate it is a magical construct that would allow us to detect magical signatures not exactly pinpoint their precise location but get a rough estimate of where they are in the city and to also predict and analyze dimensional tears uh, well that's convenient. Looks yes. complicated. Yes. Um, they apparently got it from a wizard? Yes. Um, they. It was a wizard who supplied us with the blueprint for this. I cannot uh, say for certain uh, how long it will take me to accomplish this. However, this is... If I might ask, uh, do you believe that your query regarding this missing person, Dr. Thresher... Hmm. He's quite young for a doctor. Interesting. Um, yes. Do you believe that this, what is going on with Dr. Thresher is relevant to the happenings here in Pacific City? Not directly, no, or not at all, really. Uh, mm -hmm. This is something that I was going to do on my own. It's related to, um, well, he's a, a colleague of a friend of mine. Um, we just wanted to make sure he's okay. Uh, I understand that this interdimensional stuff takes priority, of course, but this is something that I was... Uh, going to be working on before all the demons and stuff showed up. You know what? If you're too busy, I could just scrape through the security footage. I I've got some time tonight. Well, yeah, they show you over to the computer. Uh, if I had more time, I would be able to assist you. However, this is something that may determine life or death for civilians living here in Pacific City. Sure. You know what? If you can just bring up the directories for me, I I'll get started on it myself. Right. And Thanks. so, yeah, uh, they... Uh, quickly um, go to the keyboard and their fingers move with, you know, the uncanny speed and precision of a literal robot. And, all right, and there you go. 
Thanks. Yeah, anytime. Let me know if you have any other questions, and they will get back to work. And you can hear, like, their um, printer printing as they are constructing more parts for this device. But as you sit down, do you have any sort of skill or ability that helps with investigations? Uh, no powers, but I do have the investigation quality. That absolutely works. So yeah, you just gotta use a d4 for your power. Mm-hmm. And unless you can train birds to sift through records. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Um, hmm. You know what? Actually, I do have a principle that I've, I have never gotten a chance to use, but this might be the right time to pull it out, which is principle of the lab. Um, what is this about? So uh, basically, like, I have unlimited access to a dedicated research area, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I, I program supercomputers as part of my job. I bet I could write a simple, uh, like Python script to scrape through this, these images for me and do it a lot quicker. All I've got to do is, you know, uh, get this data up on a, a lab computer and, and I could bang this out in no time. I was going to say, it's like you program supercomputers and I'm like in the game too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... Okay, so I would say that you could do it on this computer here because Epimetheus got good equipment. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to okay. use my principal at the lab with my investigation quality. All right. Uh, so everyone gets a hero point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't forget your bonuses. We got those bonuses. Oh, that's true. I I'm going to use uh, one of my plus twos on this. Excellent. Thanks for the reminder. Ooh, baby. Max die is a 10. Plus the plus two, so that's a twelve. Oh no, that's including the plus two. Okay, well, uh, ten overwhelming success. So it takes about you uh about how long would you say? Like to write a script like this would take an hour, maybe something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I spent an hour writing a script for a job I could do in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's starting to get late by the time you finish, but like the day's wearing on you. But you are so close, and so you finish up the script. You run it through the program, hoping it'll work, and on the first try, it begins, like, the uh, photos from security cameras begin just flashing across the screen one after another. And suddenly, uh, you hear a beep beep, and the text comes up, match found. And there's a photo from a flight that arrived five days after Joseph Thresher was supposed to arrive. And there is a man wearing sunglasses and a baseball cap, a jacket, and uh, pants, um, carrying only a simple suitcase with him. But according to your algorithm, it you know it has the photo that you have from uh, you know the Wikipedia article, and this, um, and. You know, it zooms in. The quality isn't great because this, you know, the computer Epimedia has, it's not, you know, photo enhancement doesn't work like it does on the show CSI. Mm -hmm. But yeah, from what the computer's telling you, this fellow who looks very incognito, this is your guy. Huh. And it's five days late, but is it on a Cape Town flight? Yes. Okay. But that's yeah. interesting. Also, just a little check, John, is it possible to search through, like, this is a photo search. Is it possible to search through records, like a list of passengers or anything like that? That would uh, be flight records. Yeah, that would be flight records. So you wouldn't, uh, mm. so 
again, doesn't really have access uh, to that. Um, if I may also uh, uh, take the GM range slightly just for a uh, half second, Chris. Mm. Um, yeah. So um, when Evelyn is like working with the 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 base's computer, uh, she's worked with super computers before, and the one that Epimethea has presumably built is way more like advanced, like just size to like uh to to like computational functionality. Yeah, like it should be much bigger if, if to be doing the what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like there should be like a number of consoles filling up an air conditioned room, but it's like a basically I'm guessing like a single computer terminal. It, it it's uh and I, I'm leaving it rather vague, but ba basically there's no like cables going off into a into a side server room effectively. And there's no big hole in the wall where the rest of the computer is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like like even like Evelyn has even worked like with computers made by super geniuses, and this one is still like weirdly advanced compared to those. I, I would say that the ones made by super geniuses usually have some sort of like weird hack in them that's like different from like an Oracle computer, whereas this would probably seem more like just a better version of the kinds of computers she's worked with. Yeah. Yes. That, right? that like Mr. Fantastic puts in his PIM particles or some shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's no... Sorry, man. Whatever. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, there's right? no but there's bullshit like some dumb bullshit, technology right? they've had to figure yeah. out in order to get this thing to work. It just does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's going to notice that and file it in the back of her brain, but um, she's got other stuff to focus on right now. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay. That's, all, that's the only thing I... I yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, with what you have here, looking at the screen, like there is still a bit going on in, with this mystery. But given that, um, that's another thing. There are no other photos of him in the airport that are taken afterwards. Like nothing from days later or anything. So, from what your guess is, he might. There is a very good chance he is somewhere in Pacific City. But the question is, why? Okay, that's good. That it means our investigation can proceed. Because if he was still in Cape Town, that that would be it. So this is this convenient. is convenient. Yes. But yeah. Um, weirdly. Okay. Convenient. Mm hmm. Okay. Um. Well, she's gonna make a note of this. Uh. Hmm. And you know, keep running the program overnight just to look at other security footage from like the next couple weeks just to see if he ever boards another plane but she'll let that run overnight and and you know sure. go to bed for now sure 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 so with that with what everybody has done i would say that this is actually a good point to call it for tonight's session and mm. we'll pick up next time as preparations and investigations continue as our heroes continue investigating this strange phenomenon the magi foundation and the mystery of the missing professor. So, until then, everybody, uh, thank you for listening in, and we'll see you again soon. So until then, stay safe and stay healthy. Yeah, good night, everyone. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.